Yes, and hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Junk Miles Christmas Spectacular live stream show. I am Jelf on the Shelf. I'm here with my co-host, Mary Chipmas Chantry. Is that correct? That's ex that is my God-given name. Now, is it fully Mary Chipmas Chan Christmas Tree Ch Tree, or is that right. too much? T R E E. Yes. T R E. -E. Excellent. Right. right. Um. We're about one week away, Chip. I think uh, we just ended Hanukkah. I hope everybody out there who celebrates Hanukkah had a good one. A week away till Christmas. Now, I know everybody, you can't be with your loved ones. You can't be with your family this time of year. It's hard. But I hope you guys think of Chip and I kind of as family, maybe your fun uncles who get maybe a, a little less fun as the night goes on and becomes more apparent the weight of the world is on their shoulders and mm -hmm. slowly dragging them down. But besides that, like hopefully we're we're family, some comfort with you on this Saturday before Christmas. What do you think, Chip? I want people to think of us as an otter-fronted jug band. Oh, I gotta I gotta turn this sound off. Sorry, Chip. That's all right. Yep. By the way, I on Facebook, I believe so we're on Facebook. And we're just, it's one screen at a time. So it's like, I think who's ever speaking. Oh, can you do it? it? So it's like split screen. Is that a possibility? Oh, maybe I can, maybe I could change that in our. Um... I, I, and it, it's, it's not the other one if you can't, but it's, this is fun because it's like, they see how the sausage is made. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I don't, I don't think I know how to change that. I don't okay. know why it would change all of a sudden when we're usually, we do the, uh, you know, what mm -hmm. is this up here? Let speaker me see. View. What's that? Oh, speaker view. Well, yes, speaker view. You want gallery view, I think. Oh, if if that's a possibility. Oh, here we go. View. Let's see. View speaker. Oh, gallery view. Look at that. It's going to oh. change soon, buddy. It's going to change. The world. The is magic changing. is going to change. And I'm uh, very excited, guys. We have a very special guest. He'll be coming on the show with us tonight. He's a little shy, Chip. I would say. Yeah. It was hard to get him to to come on a show to open up and speak freely. But uh, but I'm hoping, um, you know, I'm just hoping he'll feel comfortable enough to talk talk to us. Chip, are you ready for Christmas this year? You got everything done you need to to get done? Haven't even started, buddy. Haven't no. even. It's it's hard. You can't get out to the stores. Right. I can't get out to the to the liquor store. I mean, mm -hmm. you know how it is. Uh, I haven't got my hair cut for it. Uh, there's haven't been to the haberdasher since July. <laughs> Can we do a Chip Chantry hair check? We normally do it later in the show, but oh yeah, we can do that. Um, it's yeah, st still tucked back. It's, I like it. It's still, it's still getting long. Uh, it has you look, you look like you're the Stone Gossard in a Pearl Jam cover band. Th that's that's what I'm going for. That's exactly Maybe Jeff what I'm going for. Even I don't even. It's one of the two. Yeah, yeah. looks so, pretty yeah. good though. Uh, thank you. How are you doing, uh, Christmas wise? Good. I heard you, know, you were just heard you were just out and about a little while ago. We just went down to South Philly, we went down to the Miracle on 13th Street. If anybody's not familiar with that in Philadelphia, there's one whole block, almost a block and a half, where the denizens of 13th Street between Tasker and, I don't know, I'll say Morris. Maybe I'm making that up. Yeah, Dickinson maybe in Tasker, Dickinson, I think. Sure. They, uh, they do up all their houses in amazing Christmas lights, and pretty much almost every house on both sides of the street participates. Yeah. And um, it's a fun time. You just walk Would up and down. Would you say it's a... Dare I say miracle? I don't know if the Catholic Church would recognize what they do as a miracle, but that is true. That is pretty true. darn close. You know what is a miracle? Excuse me, I got a coughing is, fit here on, okay. on our, on our podcast. Some liquid I in Maybe drink some whiskey. Yeah. Oh, let's uh, let's check in. What are we drinking, Jeff? I'm drinking, of course, 
Uh, what is this? Guinness extra stout. I don't know the difference between Guinness stout and extra stout, but I'm drinking extra because I, oh, I eat it tonight. So the extra stout has a little bit of extra stout in it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a little bit more stout than they would normally put in. Yep. Um, and, and I'm, I'm going for, uh, uh, I'm drinking a little man from South Philly as well. Well, sort of from South Philly, I bought it in South Philly, uh, Manitani whiskey right here. Just drink a little whiskey on the rocks. A little Christmas that, whiskey. Now, by the way, uh, from? Brian from Jersey just said, uh, he would lean more towards Jeff Ammon. So I think, I think that's true. Excellent. Um, welcome Brian from Jersey. Welcome Brian from Jersey. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is Manitani whiskey. Is that what you were uh, asking? Yeah. Manitani whiskey. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. You're going to be uh, excited, Chip. It's time for us to bring our guest in. I'm going to hit the admit button, and we're going to see if this all works. Again, everybody, this guest is a little shy. I'm not even sure if he's ever been live on stage or with people, but- I don't believe so. So he's going to be a little repressed, a little, yeah, a little backwards, a little shy. It might take us a little while to get out, get get something out there from him, but- uh, so I'm going to, I guess I'll do the intro. It looks like he's connecting with audio now. Maybe we can get him up on video. That would be great. Yeah. He's using his, his fancy name here. Ladies and gentlemen, oh. our buddy, our favorite financial guru, writer, comedian, Philadelphia, bon vivant, Fabergé, Greg Gethard. Welcome, Gregulator. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to join you so early. I thought I was going to be in a waiting room of some kind. There's no, no, Greg, when you get on, there's no waiting. We don't keep you waiting. You're not some third tier guest who, uh, you know, right. we had once Johnny, Johnny Goodtimes was in our green room. <laughs> Chip, I'd say 30 minutes. Oh, at least. Yeah, he was he was supposed to jump on real quick and we waited, made him wait for 30 to 45 minutes. We had a, we had a more important guest, but not for big guests like you, Greg. I, Greg equals ratings. I, <laughs> it does. Uh, also, I don't know if you guys can see, but. Uh, yes. With nice, Greg. Yeah, Greg Gethard officially wearing the official Fraud Street Run T-shirt. Yep, yep. Not no bootleg Fraud. How, were there any bootleg Fraud Street Run? There shirts? were. There were twenty different sites. If you go on T Public right now, and you just put in Fraud Street Run, there are at least twenty different sites selling my shirt. And our good friend John Solomon would send me links to the worst ones, like the worst designed, and they are <laughs> awful. They're just like Fraud Street Run and like a ha- half poorly cropped gritty head just like over an f you know just for no reason fantastic uh by the way i am wearing a shirt that uh my lady got me uh and this was i think she got it before the fraud street run uh this is just a four seasons total landscaping shirt with gritty on and the proceeds went to the uh runoff elections down in georgia i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say which side oh yep i have the uh i had the same uh the same shirt uh chip and um, I will say that I'm proud my money's going to um, Kelly Loeffler. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> she, she is the embodiment of the American dream. And yeah. uh, somebody such as yourself, the financial guru, would know that and appreciate that. And that's who your money should go to. And all everybody's money should go to if you're going to donate to the cause. Remember a few months ago when she got um, charged or like, you know, like not charged, but, you know, like she sold stock ahead of the pandemic and everything. Yeah. And she claimed who um, that she didn't know anything about it because um, it was left in the hands of her stockbroker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Her husband literally owns the New York Stock Exchange. <laughs> yeah, literally, that's his job. He owns the New York Stock Exchange. Mm-hmm. Like that's your stockbroker. I yeah. th- I thought she was on E Trade. I didn't realize that she had such deep ties. I just thought she was maybe Scott Trade, E Trade. You know, yeah, just no, on the she, weekend. No, I think she probably wouldn't it be funny if she is a Robinhood user. Cool, <laughs> yeah. Right. 
like she's buying like flipping and trading flipping and trading uh random penny stocks on uh robin hood i love it she's in it for the love of the game love of the game um uh not to hijack what you guys had planned but could i could i talk about my robin hood uh excursion for a minute sure, sure. so hey, and listen. explain to the viewers what exactly just in a nutshell i, robin I know hood your is. demographics and your podcast are poor yes mm-hmm. so poor. a little bit more help not so, so many robin rich, rich is, like um, yourself yeah uh, it's a stock trading app, and you can buy and sell stocks and options and you know things like that. Um, and it's really, it's be, it's actually really influential because it pretty much did away with the previous model where like anytime you bought or you had to go through a stock broker and pay a commission. Yeah. So Robinhood has no fees on their commissions. There's no commissions. So basically um, what it is, is these two uh, guys from the Silicon Valley, these like total like tech, tech bros, they created, they came up with this idea of um, what they, what they claim their origin tale is, I think it's a little dubious myself, is um, they were working in like tech, financial technology and right around the time when Occupy Wall Street happened. And when Occupy Wall Street happened, what they came up with was uh, that what the millennial generation and younger really wanted was a way to easily buy and sell stocks without having to pay commissions. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the bot. That's what they were marching for, Most if I remember people, correctly. Right, right, right. Yeah. Nothing to do with like big banks getting bailouts or like you know socialized uh, nationalized healthcare or anything right. like that. Yeah, that yeah. was exactly it. So it they, was the broker fees. <laughs> they use the phrase democratizing finance. That's what they're that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So. I heard a lot about it because actually through my old job, you know, like I worked with financial companies and did PR for them. It was like the constant talk was about like what, what's happening with it and everything. So I decided I was going to do like a big, big deep dive podcast about it. I still might, but who, I'm lazy. So I probably won't. And what I ended up doing is um, um, because I, there was a story in the summer about this kid who, like there's all these crazy, you know, like all these videos of like these kids, like they're literally in college, like 19 year old kids doing like these tutorials about like how to, how to buy and sell like these like um, arcane options, trading strategies, like things like no one should, should do like at all, like, you know, let alone like some college kid. And, um, and there, there's all, all these people making like these like 20 year olds making these stock recommendations about these like um, and then I would like look up the stock, right? And they're like these penny stocks, like they're just garbage. And it would literally like you go on like the SEC documentation and tells you like risk factors, like 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 if you buy if you buy McDonald's stock, like the risk factor would be like people might not like our food anymore, like that. That's right. And these that's companies, strange. like the risk factors, like that these kids are telling other people to buy. The main risk factor is literally may run out of money. that's like the main risk factors running out of money soon nine days till insolvency yeah yeah and and it's they're always like these like weird biotech companies coming up with some cure like it's always like the scammiest scummiest thing sure and um and i decided to go on to see um like how actually how easy is it to buy how easy is it on robin hood to make a horrible investment and it turns out I, in under 18 minutes from signing on to Robinhood and going through the platform and asks you like your skill level as an investor, <laughs> things like that. And I put in 
like no experience, no skill. <laughs> I made it so it would be like, I literally am using this and buying stocks and bonds in no time. And within under 18 minutes, I managed to buy not stocks, but options of Dave and Buster's <laughs> where it had uh, Dave and Buster's at the time, I believe was selling for $10. And by the end of the week for my investment in options to make me any money, Dave and Buster's stock within a week would have to have gone up to $35. Literally the worst investment I could think of, I managed to do in under 17 minutes. And needless to say, I'm out 50 bucks. Yeah, <laughs> but, but was it worth it? Yeah. Oh, oh, worth it for the, um, the uh, worth it for the podcast. I'm never going to do about this thing. Yeah. I want you to do a New York times style. I want you to do the Ira glass voice, the long pauses, the hesitations, uh, a deep dive on. And then I signed up. Well, and then there's, there's like a cello music yep, doing right. a little jazzy. Even Buster's is an arcade venue that's, you know, you can drink and it's for adults pretty much, you know, like something like that. They condescendingly tell you what Dave and Buster's is. Yeah. Some of them even have a parking garage underneath for ease of parking. You know, it's a great place. So it's kind of, you know, like they have ski ball and Papa shot, something like that, drink specials and brownies. <laughs> but what i think so would you recommend robin hood to, about robin hood right it's like wait what'd you say would you recommend robin hood? Here, uh, my my uh no absolutely I, from uh from an actual person who's worked like who like was you know i was a financial journalist like mm-hmm. a, kind of, i know i'm educated on the topic i think it's one of the worst things i've ever seen worst <laughs> like like I think the only worse invention of this century, worse than Robin Hood, is um, um, carpool karaoke. <laughs> carpool karaoke is literally the only thing of this century that was invented within this century more destructive to the world than Robin Hood. Guys, we're going to switch topics 100% because I want to pit you two. You two are old friends. You guys have known each other yeah. a while. I'd say acquaintances. Acquaintances, yeah. Greg, what would you say? I would say Blood Brothers. Wow. Okay, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Now, I know you guys like competition. I know you like, uh, I know you both consider yourself kind of pop culture mavens. You know your stuff, you know, movies, music. Mm. Are you guys familiar? Are you guys familiar with a very old show? You, I'm very old. Again, 72 years young. Right. Uh, game show called Name That Tune. Sure. Oh, I am. The Jim Lang. About, was Jim Lang the host Jim of that? Jim Lang, yeah. And the yeah. fun thing about that show was, now this isn't going to be, uh, you're not going to be listening to music, but you get to bet each other on how many notes of a song you would okay. need to hear. All right. Like stuff like that. But what I'm going to do is, for example, are you guys familiar with the 1984 song, Do They Know It's Christmas by the supergroup Band-Aid? Absolutely. I, I can name it in one note. Here we go. I can name it zero. Greg, there are many people who participated in this amazing collection of artists got together how many members you can either name you're going to tell me how many members or how many groups participated in the recording of do they know it's christmas can i have some help from hi alana i guess you guys could work as a team why not sure there's no rules this right. is where this is where the fraud street run was invented. We 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 hate rules. Yeah. The only so, rules are there are no rules. So right how many now, skateboarding dogs did you have in 
So think in your head as you're watching that video of Do They Know It's Christmas, how many different groups or individuals do you think you could name? And then I will go to Chip and he can either say more or he will ask you to name those members. Does it need to be the person's name or does it, can it either be the band? You could do either one because most of okay. these people, they're like, you know, the four guys from this one popular group right. are there. Okay. So, Alana's literally counting on her fingers. All right. You're going to, I'm going to give you. So wait, are we looking at a photo and then no, we no, have to no, name no. them? No, you, you got to know this is from memory. This is from memory, guys. Yes, okay. Memory. All right. So you're going to either say like, I can name five no, artists. Don't. What do you got, Greg? We can name five artists. Okay. Now, Chip, the only thing you can do is say, I know six artists. If you can't, then you have to ask Greg to name those artists. I think I could name six. Whoa. The gauntlet is thrown down. Greg now is checking. Let's see what the regulator has. The regulator is now checking with Alana to see if maybe they can. Greg, how are you feeling about this? Chip, you're going to have to name six Band-Aid. Oh, man. All right. Um, We could only really do three. (laughs) All right. Oh, man. Okay. All right. This is not going to be good. Okay, here we go. I'm going to try. Now, can I name individual members of bands, or does just the band count as well? Okay. name as many artists and stuff like that, and then we'll figure out if if you're double counting. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say Stinge. Yep. Stinge. From the police. Uh, Bono. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Geldof. Yes. George Michael. Yes. Uh. uh okay. Duran Duran. Yes. Oh. Okay. Oh. okay. Wait. Wait. Okay. Uh. And then. Um. Okay. Uh. uh I love it. I love it. Uh. 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 uh, uh Oh man, um, I, I'm on the. Uh, I love it. I love I, seeing chips sweat. Yeah, and, and you are. Um, got a time limit. I know. You yeah, there has to be. A, there you has got, to be. You a got time. ten more seconds, Chip. Okay, ten seconds. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, 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 Five. Ah. Uh, four. Three. Two God chips. St- Stuart, Stuart Copeland. I don't know. Stuart Copeland. Let's see. No, I'm sorry. No Stuart ah. Copeland. It was just Sting, not the police. Greg and Alana, you can steal with just naming one other member. Annie Lennox. Yeah, I let me see Annie Lennox. Ooh. Ultravox, status quo. Don't say him out loud. I don't no, no, believe it or not, no Annie Lennox. For... What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? How do you not know that? If you ain't worry, if you have to go upstairs. Uh, Guys, I'll give work. you the other ones you didn't get. Okay. We had uh, Midge Your from Ultravox was one of the writers. It was Bob, Bob right Gandalf and Midge Your. Yeah. There we go. Boy George. Okay. Heaven oh, Brian from Jersey eight. said that. Brian from Jersey said Brian that. From Jersey, and, there you go. And by the way, uh, John Hoy j- said that this was so disappointing. It was. And, and I, I, figured, I agree with him. I agree. Yeah, with this him. this wasn't your. Don't, don't worry, guys. You have. Think it's shocking that Annie Lennox wasn't in that. Yeah, I can't yeah. believe she was busy writing a platinum selling album. Phil Collins um, wasn't involved, was he? Yes, Phil Collins was. Oh, he played, oh, actually so... played drums on it. We uh, had all standout ballet there. We had George Michael. Take that. Guys from Status Quo, 
and Cool in the Gang, the only Americans. Oh, really? Oh. Cool in the Gang, Heaven 17, Jody Watley. Now, Paul Weller was there. I don't know if you guys know this, but from Paul the Weller from the jam, and he was in the Style Council at this time. Paul Weller was known to be a, a kind of a prick. He was very political and he wasn't like a fun guy. And he got in a major tip with George Michael during the recording of this because George Michael was having fun. And George Michael told him, could you maybe for one day in your life not be a prick? And that was like <laughs> a big blow up. And Paul Weller got very upset. I would love it if um, someone involved in the, um, uh, someone in the, Super group of this confused Paul Weller with Billy Bragg. Oh, that would yeah. be great. Billy Bragg would never even come close to doing this. He would see the charity element of it, but then he would dig deeper and be like, no, this is blatant uh, capital self-promotion. I want no part of this. And he'd go have a beer with Kirsty McCall. Do you know where I saw Billy Bragg perform? Um, no. Johnny Brenda's. Main Street Records on, in Maniac. I can really? see that. He wow. did an in-store there a few years ago. Wow, he did. Uh, they had a he had a show at the Keswick of all places, but he did an in store a couple of hours earlier. Yeah, guys, everybody online saying they could have destroyed you guys in this, but no, don't I let know. that dissuade you. You're going to do better, well, Greg. I actually had a beer with Billy Bragg really? in New York City. I had pizza and a beer with him, Tom Morello, and um, a couple other. I'm not, you know, just me hanging out on a normal normal Wednesday well, night in New York, I guess. But uh, I I actually said when I introduced myself said Jeff Lyons Mr. Bragg he slapped me on the back so hard he goes Jeff call me Billy in the, the greatest brogue and he just grabbed my shoulder and I was like I love you Billy what was it like hanging out with Tom Morello and not being able to like did you tell him straight to his face that he's the worst or I love Tom Morello do you really yeah I do oh god I used to do I used to do I used to do work for him Greg He's, he's, he's a very, very nice man. Very really? nice. Yeah. He's a really good dude. We, we saw, um, a few years ago, um, we saw your favorite hometown hero mu musician, uh, mm -hmm. Bruce Springsteen. Yes. Johnny. I mean, um, what's his name? Oh, you're talking about Bruce. Yeah. We saw Bruce. Oh, not, I was not, not, um, Southside, Southside Johnny. Johnny Lyon. I was thinking no, we saw Bruce at Hershey park and it mm -hmm. was when little Stevie was off filming that like Norwegian crime yeah whatever that show was and he was replaced with tom morello oh no <laughs> yeah and it was so baffling because it's like bruce spring i know you're not like a bruce guy jeff like you're I, i'm fine with bruce now I've, I've matured but you know he's got like you know like the whole wall of sound yeah like, you know and then all of a sudden you're hearing like these you know and, and everyone's there to see bruce you know like i want to hear badlands i want to hear jungle you know i want to hear Rose. oh no yeah and all of a sudden you'd hear that. And then all of a sudden you'd see, then Tom Morello would start doing a, a solo with his teeth. Oh no. <laughs> but, oh, and no. I'm, I'm like, this is so bad. This makes no sense. This yeah. is literally the exact opposite of Bruce Springsteen music. Right. And, then, and, then, and Bruce is like, I know you guys probably aren't uh, expecting this, but um, right. I'm going to do a little acoustic version of Bulls on Parade. Yeah. 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 And everybody's yeah. like, oh, sh everybody's going to the bathroom. Right. Like and Clarence's nephew came out solo in the middle of Bulls on Parade. There you go. By uh, Bruce. Yeah, they're like, hey, Tom, we're going to let you play a couple songs. The only thing is there's going to be a sax solo in everyone. <laughs> by, by the way, I got to say, this is off topic, but one of my favorite visual jokes of all time 
was on 30 Rock. I was just watching it the other day where if you remember, Jenna Maroney was going to try to do a Janis Joplin biopic. Yes. Yep. But they couldn't get the life rights or the music <laughs> rights. So it was just and she's like, can't can't we even do that? Show that scene that we shot of Janice with Jimi Hendrix at Woodstock's and they call it Woodstock's. And it's just her singing like a different version of another song, like the, the words. And it's just Jimi Hendrix playing the saxophone. <laughs> it's one it's one of my favorite things in the world. So, right, so get, Jeff, real quick, yeah, sure. again, is uh, just another Tom Morello tidbit. Me and you, uh, one of our mutual favorite bands is the band Jawbreaker. Yes, my favorite band. Right, right. Maybe my, probably my favorite band as well. And I went to the reunion at Riot Fest a few years ago. Yeah, I remember that. Right. And, you know, it was just, I went with like my best friends from high school, huge Jawbreaker fans. You know, it was great. It was just a great weekend. Other New Orders, like one of my favorite bands, like they, mm -hmm. they, they're probably my second favorite band. They played That Dog had a reunion. It was great. And, everyone's building up before uh waiting for the main event for jawbreaker and who's on this who's on the stage next to jawbreaker who we're all subjected to audio slave <laughs> no prophets of rage oh no they're not good no 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 they're not good. Is, uh, tom morello um B is be real was it yep. be real yeah um and um like public enemy guy chuck was chuck, yeah, chuck it? completely mailing it in yeah, and 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 I and you hear this that 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 music is like literally the worst music like that, <laughs> and it's just like, is this worth it? Is this worth it? <laughs> Imagine if if they drove you to a level you're like, you know what? I just gotta go. Thanks, Jawbreaker. I just you harsh my buzz and I'm out of here, guys. Right now we're going to going see if to. you can see if you can redeem your your pop oh. culture acumen here. Okay, guys. A year later, We Are the World came out from USA. For Africa, charity single recorded by the supergroup USA for Africa. It's written by Lionel Richie and Michael Jackson and produced by Quincy Jones. How many artists, Chip, do you think you can name who participated in We Are the World? Now, remember the video. That should yeah. give you a good yeah. right. idea. And we'll, after this, we'll tell you there is one guy who's involved with this who so mailed it in and did not want to be there. It's one of the most epic mail-in performances but chip how many artists do you think you could name who participated in we are the world i'm gonna go with nine holy shiitake well team gethard well i want to say that i can i can name one but not <laughs> not we are the not people in we are the world what i can name okay. is one band who i'm pretty sure it was the band sod yeah sang the song uh, USA for Africa, what a fucking scam. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> One of the greatest song titles ever. Um, now, here you go. Joe Moore. Joe Moore has chimed in and said, this is a lot easier, he thinks. Okay? I think it is, yeah. How about this, Chip? You Maybe, maybe you can call a lifeline. Joe Moore maybe could be your lifeline if you get hung up. Okay. That sounds is that good. fair? No, yeah. again, no rules. Well, 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 Greg, Greg and Alana have the chance to steal if they want. They do. Up the ante. Okay, so, Greg, do you think you could name... Do you guys think you can name more than nine? Yeah, I want to go for it. I want to go for it. Holy crikey. I want to go for I want to go for it. Do you have it in your head? Like Yeah, I got some of it in my head. Okay. <laughs> I know two. All this right, is gonna cause this might cause a serious rift that could ruin the holidays for the Gethards. Yeah. yeah. Right. Alana, are you prepared I for this? Hanukkah, so it's over for me anyway. So okay, so you you cool. know, you you're like Hanukkah's over, Greg. You can your Christmas could be good or bad. I don't care. Right, right. <laughs> 
But you know what? Maybe maybe think about someone else, the littlest person in your family who might want to see mom and dad be happy over the holidays. He's too young. All right. His birthday's Christmas Eve, and you know we're just not even going to do anything about that. Yeah, he doesn't get a present. No. All right, guys. No. Big. Right, we got to name ten. You're okay. going to go for ten. I'm going to go back to Chip. I'm rolling Chip. the dice of my life right Holy here. Crap. Greg's a gambler. I know that. Chip, do you think you can name more than ten? I'm going to let him have ten. All right, here we go. All right, guys, you get all the time in the world, which is I'll give you three minutes. Okay. Okay. Oh, Michael okay. Jackson. Yep, Michael Dean Jackson. Turner. Yep. Cindy Lauper. Yep. Bruce. Yep. Yep. Yes, Bruce. Bruce. That's four. Mm-hmm. Um, who did it well, 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 well? No, that's Cindy Lauper. No, I'm Becky Cottrell chiming in. She would kill at this. Of course, she would, Becky, my friend, trivia uh-huh. experts. You guys went for 10, and so far, you're, you sped out to four. We got out to four. Um, not bad. Not bad. Not Grace. No. Not great at all, but. This was not uh, my decision. Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson was. Yes. No, there were any. There are five other Jackson, but Janet was, was not one of them. Latoya's in it. Latoya's in it. Yep. Uh, Joe it, Jackson. <laughs> no, but <laughs> Joe Jackson in it. So you're done. Yeah. Well, it is around stepping out, right? Like this is when stepping out was. Around. Yeah, but stepping out was like 82. He's British. He's British, and he wanted. He would not know part of this. Um, how about? Um, but I think you're done. No, I know. But no, I'll just... give you another minute, Greg. This is not a good showing. Prince, Sheena E, um, the chain, the chainsaw from um, uh, Jackal? that band from Jackal. Jackal. Yes. The chainsaw from Jackal. Just the chainsaw from Jackal, not the band Jackal, but yes, no, the, chainsaw the chainsaw was involved. Yep. <laughs> Greg is, has now gotten to the level where he's just going to go for jokes. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, How about one of them was a comedian, not even a singer. He was just standing in there for Billy absolute- Crystal. No, not Billy Crystal. I got that one. I, got, I know that one. I know that one. Throw it out to us, Chip. Uh, that, that would be Canadian's own uh, Danny Aykroyd. Danny Aykroyd was in it. Oh. This is not a good. But did Danny Aykroyd bring his um, skull head? Of, yeah, skull head uh, vodka. Yeah. He was drinking that from right from the skull head. All right, here we go. John Huey is coming in with this. I, I hinted to this guy before. He was the most non-involved most dissatisfied with actually having to be there and maybe considered the greatest singer, songwriter, folk Bob Dylan. All time. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Yes. I remember I specific, I had Bob Dylan on my list. I was going to say that I remember being what, six years old or whatever, seeing the video and my mom explaining to me, she's like, like that was my first PSA. She's like, that's what drugs do to you. <laughs> <laughs> Chip, all you have to do, Chip, right now is name one other person. All right. I, in- I, I, I say this phrase most days of my life, and I'm going to say it right now. Yep. Kenny fucking Rogers. Yes, Kenny Rogers. <laughs> believe it or not, he took time away from Kenny Rogers Roasters, one of the most important fast food chains of the 80s, 90s. Quick story about Kenny Rogers Roasters. I told my coworker at the time, Anita, who is the most gullible human on the planet, I said, <laughs> Kenny Rogers is at the grand opening of Kenny Rogers Roasters in Wayne, and he's actually singing his song Lady, but changed the lyrics to Gravy. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my God. I'm like, yeah, it's amazing. People were going nuts. She's like, that's actually probably a pretty smart move. 
Did you mean Wayne, New Jersey or Wayne, PA? Wayne, PA. I'm sorry. There's, there's PA people, New Jersey people. Not, it's the, uh, the main line, Greg, I'm talking about. So one of my favorite things, I think this is probably the fourth time I've talked about this this week. One of my favorite things I've ever seen was at, at the Panera at, in Wayne, PA. So mm-hmm. I used to work in Wayne, PA. And as one does, I stopped at the Panera on my way to get lunch. And um, there was a, it was a lunch rush. you stopped at Panera before you went to go get lunch? No, I stopped at Panera on my, <laughs> to, to get lunch on my way to, I didn't have to work, I could go to work whenever I wanted at that job. So um, I stopped at Panera and on Wayne on Lancaster Avenue and it was during the lunch rush and it was pretty crowded. And uh, the, uh, the manager behind just started yelling. She just said to someone, real tense voice goes, where the hell are all the bread bowls? <laughs> and I just was like immediately like, that's one of the best things I'll ever hear in my life. And then it got a little bit better when I saw the manager, she turned around and turned her back to the staff and I could see her doing deep breathing and counting out loud to 10. Love it. <laughs> like, like she'd definitely been written up by like a regional manager <laughs> and like sent to like some kind of training. training. Yes. To like, you know, like, you know, Jill, yeah. you're doing a great job, but you know, like you, you got some anger issues, you know, we've noted, you know, it's, and you know, we don't want to dock you. We don't want to dock you. You know, you're star. You realize bread bowls, this happens. Bread bowls, they, they come and go. And you yeah. gotta just learn techniques to deal with bread bowl management. Right. Uh, John Huey is a good point. Phil Collins played drums for Band Aid, then flew to Los Angeles and played drums for USA for he Africa. Did. He did. He thinks. <laughs> he got more rides on the Concord than anybody else. I Here think, we go. Gerard Pescatore, Diana Warwick, of course. Uh, Kenny Rogers, oh. uh, Chip, you get to, oh, you, you gave yours. So I'll just tell you a couple others. Daryl Hall and John Oates, I believe were there. Hall and Oates were there. Paul Simon, Stevie Wonder was there. James Ingram. Was Harry Belafonte? Harry uh, Belafonte was there. Al Jarreau, Steve Perry from Journey, Huey Lewis, Sons News, Kim Carnes. Kim Carnes? Kim Carnes, Ray Charles, Lindsey Buckingham. Stevie Wonder, I think, right? Yes, yeah, Stevie Wonder, and then all. Then you had Jackie Jackson, Latoya, Marlon, Randy, Tito, guys, Waylon Jennings, Bette Midler, Jeffrey Osborne's, all the pointer sitters, and Smokey Robinson. Wow, that is a that is a motley motley crew right there. All right, so what do we got, Greg? That's a who's who's list of performers of the time and Kim Carnes. Yes, but by the way, I have to say, uh, Jeff, you were talking about your your gullible coworker. Yes. I, there was a woman who, it was about a year or so after I stopped teaching and my mom worked in the school district that I taught at. And there was a woman who's not really plugged into pop culture. And she saw something that I posted on Facebook as a joke, but thought it was real and approached my mom one day at school and said, Oh, I heard chips doing really well. I saw on Facebook that he's opening for Shen Yun this weekend. (laughs) And my mom's like, no, he's he's not opening for Shen Yun. That was a, I believe that was a joke. I mean, could you imagine if you went to the Academy of Music or wherever to see Shen Yun? And they're like, but ladies and gentlemen, first, uh, the comedy. Yeah. comedy Chip, style. Chip Chandry. Chip, Chip Chandry. Everybody, do some crowd work, Chip. That'd be awesome. Chip, did you ever open for a band other than your brothers the first time you did comedy? I'm trying to think. I. I don't believe I did. We used to do it 
I, this might have been before your time, Greg. We used to do shows at Abilene's on South Street, like 4th oh. and South, and there would be bands. So, like, that was something that was a thing. So I that but that was like an open mic situation. But other than that, I don't think I've opened for a band because I think I've I knew that it would be it would always be a disaster to open for a band. So I'm trying to think if I ever did. I, I don't believe um, uh, I don't believe guys. Uh, Brian from New Jersey. I brought up hands across America. I need you both to name at least 400 people who participated in hands. <laughs> OK, uh, 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 J- Jamie Baker. Yep. Uh, Keith uh, Harding, <laughs> uh, 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 Amber Johnson, uh, Amber K. Johnson, yes. Ronald and Nancy Reagan, Ronald and Nancy go. Reagan. All yep. right, guys, let's pretend it's tied one to one. Let's pretend Chip isn't winning 2 0. And the tiebreaker, and again, I'm going to give this to Greg. Right. Greg, how many actors can you name from the movie Elf? <laughs> you, oh, my God. <laughs> I can name three. I think I know two big ones. <laughs> I will say there are, I would say at least oh. 12 to 13 established names with big and small roles. I could do five. We can do five. Five. That's good. Chip. I feel confident in the Gethard's level for this. I know Alana. She I knows love her- Will Ferrell. She knows her stuff. Oh, oh my God, she gave one away. Chip, I hope yeah, you didn't did. hear that. It's all right. Chip, are you fam- <laughs> Chip, are you familiar with the 2000, I believe 2003, 2002 movie Elf? Now, Elf, the one thing about Elf is, if you haven't seen it, it's on three different uh, basic cable stations 24 hours a day starting yeah. in July. I, uh, I could do six because uh, I want to see them do seven. I want to see them do seven. No, you're not, because you're going to have to do Oh, six. Chip, you're going to uh, have on. to name those actors. Let me check in with the boards here. It looks like I think everybody here could probably name at least six All right. movie, six actors from the classic movie, Elf. Chip, you are now on the board. Begin. All right. Will Ferrell. Yes. Uh, Bob Newhart. Yes. Those um, are I could get. Yeah. Uh, Peter Billingsley. Yes. Oh, my God. Down the list. Um, Play uh, Ming Ming. Uh uh, Ed Asner. Yes. Uh, Zoe Deschanel. Yes. Jimmy Kahn. Yes. Faison Love. Yes. Uh, uh, Artie Lang. Yes. Artie Lang. That was one of mine. Chip, uh, you're missing the second th- or third oh, bill. Mary Steenburgen. Steenburgen. Yes. You're going to go. You got nine so far, and you still haven't even yeah. said the, the star yeah, I actress. I said, I said Zoe Deschanel. Oh, you right? did. Oh, okay. I say Zoe, Zoe Deschanel. So you got um, nine. That's amazing. And uh, let's I see if I can get any others. I'm. Uh, I said phase on love, right? Yeah. Um, Think uh, about the boardroom when an author goes in there. To oh, Peter, uh, Peter Dinklage. Yes. Oh, and Andy. Uh, Andy. Uh, uh, Andy. Yes, my uh, my friend. Yeah, your friend and from uh, Conan O'Brien. Andy Richter controls the universe. And Kyle Ga- Kyle. Yes. Uh, Kyle G from uh from. And and oh, but one of my favorite people in the entire world from my maybe one of my favorite t- definitely one of my favorite TV shows, Steve? Amy Amy uh, Sedaris. You named everybody but two on my list, and the two you didn't name. There's very the small boy, role, the boy very that small I don't role know. for from Veep, Matt Walsh, very small role. Yes, and the maybe the hottest director in Hollywood right now. Due to oh yeah his- sure yeah yeah he, he played the doctor. It was uh, Swingers John Favreau. Chip you. Did you have a? Did you have points in this movie? Did you have some back end? Were you involved in this? Yeah, movie? something on the back end. Yeah. Holy jeez. Yeah. 
Greg, he just destroyed. Is someone stuck outside in our house? Yeah, someone's stuck outside. We live in Roxborough. Is someone what, like in the car the stuck in the snow? Yeah. 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 Did you guys, could you move your uh, lawn chair maybe out of your spot and go help him? I yeah. haven't left the house since <laughs> Tuesday, so don't blame me for that. <laughs> yeah, no samesies, Jeff. No. Chip, congratulations on knowing so much about the movie Elf. <laughs> We that got was uh, the, David that was the Hill. Most, that was the literally the most insulting compliment I've ever received in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people that here so they could like least, that movie a lot. I just they kept... could at least name nine or ten. Brian from Jersey, you sit on a throne of lies and you smell like beef and cheese. Cheese. That's David Andy, Hill. Yeah, yeah. Nobody remembers Andy Richter from Conan, but everybody remembers him from Andy Richter Andy controls, controls the universe. The universe. Yeah. That's right. No, I go. clearly only remember him from Conan. I would not. Oh, the guy with the Penn State shorts. Oh, a guy with Penn State shorts is stuck. Chip, uh, John Huey wants to know how many gaffers can you name on the set of Elf? Uh, only two. <laughs> only two. Uh, That's kind of uh, uh, Ronnie Lang and uh, <laughs> the late great uh, Teddy Jones. Yeah, he died on set. Yeah. Same. Same. yeah. All right. So I think we did a pretty good job. Chip, did you ever open at Gaffamania, the um, <laughs> annual uh, gaffers convention? Uh, I am legally uh, obligated not to, speak, not to speak about that. Guys, right now, we're going to do a little bit. It's something new Chip and I have dreamed up. We think it's fun. We have a guest on, and our guest tonight is writer, comedian, Philadelphia Bon Vivant, financial guru himself, Greg Gethard. Greg, we like to have a new thing that we call um, That's Fantastic, where our guest tells us about something that they've done or are currently involved in that they consider fantastic and it brings a lot of joy to them. I think I actually might even have a little intro music. Let me see if I pull Whoa. this pull this up here. Greg, that was a fantastic day, of course, by one of the greatest bands from the 80s, Haircut 100. Greg, can you tell us something fantastic? Yes, I can. Alana specifically requested, nay, required me to bring this one up to you guys. Now, you guys have known me for a while. We're both of, we're in the same age range. Yes. Give me a few words to describe who you think I was in high school, the type of person, <laughs> some adjectives to describe a teenage Greg Gather. Um, not yet, not yet oh, no. financial guru, just Greg. Eccentric. Perhaps. Bill Haverchuk. <laughs> <laughs> Haverchuk-ish, yes. Or sweet chuckish, more apropos. Okay, 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 sure. Time. Can I yeah. say eager, eager to please others? I could see, I could definitely see that. Exuberant. Could see that. Um, usually off meds. <laughs> Not yet medicated yet. Yes. Um, that would be my, my mid. Disorganized. Disorganized. Mm -hmm. How many, we're going to play a game, <laughs> similar to name that tune. How many words will you get until I get to the word I'm looking for? Oh, wait, it will be 40,000. Okay. okay. What word are we looking for, Greg? Popular. <laughs> okay that's that was my next guess okay so did you guys go to any of your i think we did we lost you for a second did, 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 did we go to any of oh, yeah. your what high school reunions yes yeah unfortunately okay um 
So I went to my 20th. Okay. <laughs> and at my 20th reunion, now I'm still close and in regular contact with a bunch of people from high school, like not a bunch, but like my, you know, my best friends from high school, I'm still in regular touch with these guys. Right. And, and, and women, you know, like the maid of honor at our wedding was one of my best friends from high school. You know, we have a tight knit group and none of my actual friends were going to the reunion. And one of them, uh, my friend, Mike actually said, when is the reunion? And I told him the date and he's like, I'm booking a vacation that weekend. <laughs> so I can say I am not even 100 miles within 100 miles of where this reunion is taking place. Right. A lot of good memories high school for you and your friends. Right. So I being, as you guys, I'm a bit of a sociologist <laughs> someone who likes punishment, someone who enjoys the awkward of life. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to my reunion. I'm going to go to my reunion. Um, and there were two people I consider to be friends who were going, who live in separate locales now, who I don't get to see all the time. It could be lovely to see them. So I go, I go, uh, my reunion, my reunions in North Jersey of where, where I am from. Um, and, uh, I, 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 I almost didn't go. I almost at the last second said, you know what? I just can't do this. <laughs> and we, we, the reunion was like organized uh, via Facebook. And it was uh, the people who were like, some of the people who were putting it together, you'd like pay your ticket to go. It was like, whatever, it was 20 bucks or however much. And when your ticket went through and registered, <laughs> one of like the people who was putting it together, they chime in and say something like, Dana Kalut's on board. She's getting her dancing shoes a tapping. <laughs> oh, oh no. And it was oh, like no. no irony. Like, like, yep. and I'm like, oh my God, this is this is just like, what am I doing? And like I was having like a panic attack. Like, <laughs> what am I doing? Why am I doing this? But I made myself go, right? And I got there, you know, I got there late because of said like anxiety building up in me. And I, I, I get out of the car and um, the first person I see is um, uh, this girl, Kim. And I apologize. I always try and call women above the eight, age of 18 women, mm -hmm. but they're in my mind girls from high school and my youth and everything. And I see this girl, uh, Kim B there in the parking lot. Um, and she's uh, smoking. Um, she's passing around a bowl of drugs with the uh, catering staff. Of so a bowl of drugs. Okay. Bowl of drugs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and she says hi to me. Cause I knew her from like kindergarten. Right. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, Kim, how you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you? Like, what are you up to? I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm up from Philadelphia. I'm excited for the reunion. And then, you know, there's, she's like, Oh, great. And I'm like, Hey, Kim, I got a quick question for you. You didn't actually go to our high school because she did not go to my high school. She, she started there like freshman year and then she disappeared. And she's like, Oh yeah, no, I got kicked out after I got kicked out in the middle of freshman year. I transferred to a different school. So and then I just asked her, so why the hell are you going to the reunion at the high, at the high school you did not go to? Yeah. And she's like, well, like everyone, you know, like I'd heard about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like party. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I, I then went into the actual reunion, right. And it's in like the ball. I believe our junior prom was there. Right. Or like my cousin's wedding was there, like someone like that. And I go there and I walk in and 
there's all these familiar faces from high school and like I walk in and um, the middle of the, the dance floor um, is uh, one of the people who, who put this event on. Our uh, name's Lindsay. And Lindsay was a uh, uh, head cheerleader. Uh, many, many boys in my grade had a crush on her. And I could not tell you one thing about this person. Like I knew who she was, right? Like it wasn't the biggest of high schools, but I don't know if I had a class with her. No reason to ever interact with this person. Right. She sees me and she makes like a beeline for me. And she's like, oh my God, Greg, thank God you're here. We were so worried you were not going to come. Like, and, and I'm like, oh, uh, uh, you know, I'm here. <laughs> Just being like an event planner. I assume that's what she does for work kind of thing. And she's like, like, no, like, I'm so glad you're here. You, like, you know, just seeing your, you know, like what you post on Facebook and some of the comedy stuff you do, like, you are so funny. I'm like, oh, thank, thanks. And she's like, you got to meet my husband. You have to meet my husband. So, um, you know, and no one brought their spouses there, right? So uh, her spouse comes and, and she's still, she's very beautiful. She's a beautiful woman. And her spouse comes and her spouse looks like a cross between uh, John Cena and uh, Chris Pratt from Guardians of the Galaxy era, Chris Pratt. Like, as, as I described him, he looks like a hero. Like, <laughs> he looks like, like a hero. Right. And she, and she um, is like, uh, you know, uh, Jake, the, this is Greg. And he's like, it's nice to meet you. And she's like, no, no, Jake, it's the Greg, Facebook Greg. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and, and Jake is like, oh, it's you, Greg Gethard. That's you. You're, you're so funny. You don't know how funny you are. And I'm just like looking around for the, the, the impractical Joker's camera. <laughs> Right. The bucket then, of blood to be poured on your head. Yeah, yeah. And then um, Lindsay at some point is like, like I, you know, like I know we weren't like I didn't know we didn't know each other in high school, but I don't think you understand. We have the same exact sense of humor. And then I responded to Lindsay going, Lindsay, I don't think we have the same exact <laughs> sense of humor. And like I didn't because I I in the back of my mind was like. I don't think you know who Gigi Allen is, <laughs> let alone how much I talk about Gigi Allen. So, um, because, and, but when I said, I don't think we have the same exact sense of humor, she cracked up with me saying that. Like it was the, one of the funniest things she's ever heard. And I assure you that is not funny. What I said was not, like, not really like, and, 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 and that was the baseline for the night. It just went on and on and on from there. I, I would, and I, I would find people, like I end up like at a table with people I knew from high school, like my friend Beth, who's still a good friend of mine to this day and like more, more her friends, like I knew them, you know, like I, I knew who they were, I liked them, you know, not really anyone I was close with or, but that's who I, uh, that's, that's who I had um, my, um, my Chilean sea bass with was at that mm. table. <laughs> And, and, and I, would, I would say things that we would talk about in the normal course of conversation and, and literally people knocked their drinks over, like in, in laughter of me saying something like, like, like I, don't, I don't know, just some the regular thing I would say. And, and I'm like, this is like, this is weird. This is people like, and it's like, I, I'm, you know, I am so insecure person as we all are, all of us who are trying to be funny. Like, 
this is all I have ever wanted is adulation <laughs> for being funny from my peers, from these people specifically who I grew up with. I finally have it. And now I feel worse about myself than I ever have before. And this is so baffling. And then there were some points though, when I decided like, you know, like, all right, there's time here for some awkwardness to, to really go about, like, I'm going to break away from people who seemingly like me and talk to people, you know, so there was like good conversations, like, like with Jackie Carangelo, who I know, who I, you know, went to grade school with never talked with her at all in my life and i knew i went to kindergarten my my mom and her mom were friends never said a word to jackie cringel literally have known her since i've been five years old by the way and i hate to interrupt i have never spoken to jackie cringel either so <laughs> yeah. oh have you okay okay yeah yeah and, chip, and- chip i don't let me just chime in here chip were you getting the vibe of um famous uh twilight zone episode where everybody was super nice to the one little boy yes because they were a little afraid that he held superpowers. Superpowers, that might yes. be able yeah. to. Yep. Well, I you think Greg had something to do with it. I 100% think so. I have a superpower apparently, and that is a superpower of laughter. Wow. <laughs> so, by the way, uh, if you if you don't use that in uh, a business card or just your LinkedIn profile of but, I have the super superpower of laughter, uh, you're sorely missing out. Definitely for LinkedIn. That's, yes. that's yes. definitely where I'm going to put that. Um. So. Um. So, uh, you know, Jackie Carangelo was like, oh, hey, Greg. I'm like, oh, hey, Jackie, what's up? I'm like, well, where, where do you live today? I live in Clifton. How about you? I live in Philadelphia. Oh, cool. What do you do for work? Uh, um, public relations. All right, great. It's great seeing you. And, and I had like four conversations with not Jackie, but other people like that. Um, so they were good. And then someone asked me like, oh, where's your wife? And uh, my line for that was like, oh, my wife she's actually graduating from high school tonight. <laughs> and that brought the house down. Sure. With you, Chip, that got like, like a uh, fake laugh. Yeah. With people like I grew up with, that brought the house down anytime. People like, stop. Oh my God. Oh my God, just stop that. Um, my favorite awkward conversation was with this kid, uh, Mike Gosweiler, who um, he, t- he looks like today in the year, this was 2015 when we went. Um, and he looks like Kurt Hammett circa and justice for all, mm-hmm. which one year did I come out? Like 88. Yeah. I'm that sure was- Brian from Jersey will be able to tell us. Right. His look was like mid, mid pre one Metallica. And um, he was, he came stoned out of his mind and he's like, he comes up to me and he's like, Greg, Greg, I heard you have your own TV show and you were on the office. <laughs> which for some of many people here probably know my brother Chris Gathard uh, is a somewhat well-known comedian who was on, who made a few guests was a couple episodes of the office he was on and I'm like no 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 um you're thinking of my brother oh but you're a comedian right I'm like yeah 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 I'm a comedian so you're the you're like you have your own show I'm like no 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 my brother has I'm <laughs> My brother's a, a comedian who you who is famous. I'm a comedian you've never heard of. <laughs> like, um, unless you live in Philadelphia and are another comedian in Philadelphia, unless you unless you've been to Connie's Rick Rack, right. Yeah. Right. you have never heard of me. Like, and unless you live in Philly and are also a comedian, yeah. So, so he's like, oh, oh, 
but you're you're a writer right i'm like yeah i'm a writer i'm a writer he's like you wrote for weird new jersey right and and i'm like no again that's my brother my brother wrote for weird new jersey oh but you're a writer right i'm like yeah but so where have you written written for i'm like uh uh an obscure trade publication about the oil industry um i wrote for petroleum intelligence weekly and he's Is like, that yeah, me? that's it. That's where I know that's you from. It. I read your piece about the Keystone XL pipeline <laughs> and the geopolitical <laughs> ramifications of that. And so I'm like, so it just went. So he just kept on recognizing, thinking I had done things that my much more accomplished brother had done. Mm-hmm. And finally, we got into a lull in the conversation. And then I leaned into Mike's ear and I said to Mike, Mike, just between me and you. I really, I really hate my life. Like, I really, I really regret like my decisions in life. Like I, I, you know, like my brother's like really done a lot better than me. Like I'm struggling, man. Like anything you've heard about me, like I'm really struggling. I've got like a lot of debt. Like my wife doesn't love me. Um, She cheats on me. Um, you know, like, I'm just really, really like everything just like, I'm sad all the time. I cry every night. He's like, dude, like, don't say that, man. Like, I'm sure you got a good life about you. Good life and everything. I'm like, Mike, I really, really, really hate myself. I really hate myself, Mike. All right, it's great seeing you. (laughs) Like, I just immediately went like that and went back to my Chilean sea bass table. Um, wow, that's, yeah. Wow. So, um, um, and then, um, um, another thing I did that, uh, I, that I didn't, that you, my people who are funny would think is like, oh, that's kind of funny that people thought was hilarious is, um, this kid, uh, Chris Greeley came up to me and, um, you know, we were on amicable terms. He was a nice guy. He was like a, a soccer player in different groups, but nice guy, you know, decent enough person. He came up to me. He's like, Greg, Greg, oh man, like. I wish we got more time to chat. I'm like, yeah, it's great to see you. There's something I've been meaning to tell you when I heard you were coming. He's like, what's that? I'm like, I named my dog Chris Greeley after you. (laughs) Maybe that is a lot funnier than I thought it was. And he's, he looked at me dead, like, like just stared at me. And I thought he, and then he, he literally fell on the ground laughing. Like he literally fell over. Like you d- shut up. That is the funniest thing. You said your danger dog after me. Get out. Now so, I I want this story to end on this high where nothing like this sounds like you're being set up, Chip. Like, and then at the right. very end, it turns out that like I hope it doesn't go that way, Chip. I hope I, know. This, I want Greg, our good friend Greg, to walk out of there chest conquering out, hero. Conquering oh. hero. Just, I didn't even, I didn't get to the even, like, I'm, this is the, I'm getting to the third act right now. I don't even want, I, I, but I'm afraid it's, it's going to go pear-shaped. I'm loving where it's at right now. All right. So, so I would then, um, in the middle, near the end of all of this, um, this, uh, woman, girl, uh, Melissa sees me and she comes and she's like, Greg, and she was another, um, cheerleader who many people had a crush on. And she, she was and, and is now like a like really beautiful, beautiful woman. And I actually did know her because we were lab partners in 
sophomore year biology class. And she was really nice, really smart, cool girl. Did not hang out after class, right? But see each other in the hallways, like, hey, what's up, you know? And she comes up to me and Lindsay's with her as well. And, and they're talking to me and Melissa's like, I, we were texting about you all week about how you better come. And I'm like, oh, that's great. And, and then, and then like, I'm like, ah, that's funny. That's funny. And then they're like, no, it's literally true. It's literally true. And they showed me the text messages. (laughs) I'm like, I wasn't friends with you guys. Like, like you, like I, number one, like, all right. Like we, I was friendly with you, Melissa, Lindsay. I literally did not know you at all. Like, yeah. I don't understand this. And then, and then Melissa, and then they're like, Melissa, like, is saying to me, like, I don't think you understand, like, pe- like me and like and like a couple other people. If we found out you and like you and like your friends were in a class, like we'd find out, like, and we would be so happy, like, the first day of school to know you're gonna be in a class with us. And it's like, and like. I know someone who even like switched into a class to be in a class with you guys because of how funny you are. And like, none, like this is, this is making even less and less sense because none, no one here likes me. Like, this is not like the adjectives you used earlier to describe me are how I describe, how I would describe me. They're not the words you would use to describe someone who forced transfers of class schedules around. So, and, and so, so my mind is just blown. And then, so I, I'm, I asked Melissa, like, what are you doing for, you know, where are you? And, you know, she lives in South Jersey and I asked her, you know, what she's doing for work. And she works for one of the pharmacy at, at the time. I don't know if she still does. She works for one of the pharmaceutical companies. And she's like, and I'm a, um, I'm a researcher, you know, and we're, you know, me and my team are, we're working on a cure for um, hepatitis B. Um, you know, it's going to be like a medication we're rolling out and, you know, and it's like, great. Like, I love it. Cause like, I always wanted to be a scientist. So like, I was like, look, like, feel free just to go back and like, just joking around with me or just go our separate ways. But I have a serious question for you. Right. And like, this is like, my mind's really serious about this is right. So it's like, I knew you were like really smart in high school and we were lab partners and you totally carried our team in biology. No ifs, ands or jokes about it. Right. Right. But like, I would not expect you, you know, like, like, I don't think the reputation you had would be someone who said they wanted to be a scientist growing up because like you're, you know, beautiful, you're like, you're a beautiful cheerleader and like every guy in the grade had a crush on you. And I'm like, what was high school like for you? And she just took a a deep breath and she said to me, it was fucking miserable. And I was like, 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 and I was like, you're really popular and well-liked, you know, and, and that's her response to me. And I'm like, wow, like, wh- what was it like? And she's like, she's like, like I said, like the, every time from my preschool on, whenever I out said what I wanted to be when I grew up was I wanted to be a scientist. And she's like, and I'm, and she's like, I'm really, really, sm- I'm really smart. But she's like, I became a cheerleader because when I was young, I was really into, into gymnastics. And that's the only closest thing we had in school to was is cheerleading and Lindsay's been my best friend since like you know like priests so we got to hang out that's the only she's like I had no interest in being a cheerleader I, I, I did not like it I just did it because I liked gymnastics 
And, but, you know, like, because I was a cheerleader and like, I was, you know, people thought I was pretty, no one thought I could possibly be smart. And my parents had to threaten to sue the school to let me into AP classes. And I was like, that is, that's wild. And then she's like, and then um, she's like, and then like every, you know, like I felt like I had to play in that part, especially with like guys I dated, like they, you know, like I want, I became like an airhead cheerleader to get like guys to like me and like really set myself really, you know, did a lot of damage to myself, like being like that. And I was like, I would not have thought you were to say that. And then she's like, and it was even worse for me in college. I'm like, really? And she's like, because science classes in college are really, really hard. And like, I know I didn't take any because they were really hard. Intro to film, you know, a lot easier, right? <laughs> I still got to see in that, right? Um, and she's like, so I had really hard classes in science, you know, and, and I wanted to do really well because I had a chip on my shoulder from being told my whole life that I couldn't possibly be smart because I was a cheerleader. So I didn't do one fun thing in college. She's like, I maybe went to two parties, but all four years of college. And I'm like, that's really, really, really wild. And then she, then she asks me, she's like, and then she says to me, that's why I was so jealous of you and your friends in high school, because you guys seemed like, like you specifically seemed like you were having the best time out of everyone. Like you were so well liked by everyone. And I was like, no, like, no, no, I clearly, like, I was not well liked at all by anyone other than like three people, but she's like, no, like everyone liked you. And I'm like, I was my own worst nightmare, apparently. So do you think you weren't able to see that? Like you were so anxious all the time and you're like, Oh, someone was nice to me, but they're probably just nice to everybody. Or someone said I was funny, but they probably said it to everybody. So you just never like recognized it because you couldn't see the forest for the trees. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I literally think there is a prank movie coming out about in development. I I don't. This is that conversation was like your own personal John Hughes movie. Yes, seriously. Yeah. 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 And it was like. I don't know if you guys did. You, so that was my story to bring bring up. You were that. so bummed. Yes. When Greg was so bummed when he came home that night because it was like his whole perception of high school, according to these people, was wrong. But you, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was bummed because I was well liked as a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, like. Because I'm like, because then it's just like, and then it just gets in your head. Like, are these people just lying to me? Because I was not well liked. This is, no- this is actually the start of like a good movie that if you wanted to keep it going, where then you take that and then you turn your, not that your life's not good now, but let's say. No, I was honest with Mike Goswell. Yeah. The only honest thing I said that oh, night geez. is when I said, I hate my life. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're not happy. Right. <laughs> Earmuffs, Solana. No. Yeah. Um, right. Chip, was this where you think it was going? Like, no, I literally, not I'm at happy. all. I am happy. Well, Greg I'm, isn't happy. I am happy now. You said the you said the John Hughes ending, and that's exactly what it was. I love it. Yeah. I did you it. walk out? You should have walked out of there like the ending of Breakfast Club. No, like, like, like this phrase. But right. no, like. I like what like I was like that would be like if Judd Nelson was really Emilio Estevez. Oh right, right, right. right but like, right? like 
but, but he didn't know it. But I, I was more of a like a cross between Claire and uh, what's his name, the nerd. I was like Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, I was like fifty. I was like that, like a mixed- Claire. How are you, Claire? Because I was a weirdo. That's um not Claire. No, you're thinking of Ali Sheedy. Yeah, Greg, you are not the rich girl eating no, sushi. No, apparently I was Claire. <laughs> No, I was going to say you were kind of like the older brother Buzz, but you turned out to be Harry, the one burglar. But if then, we're sticking but, to John Hughes movies. But like my reactions were like, all right, everyone here is lying to me to then it was like, like, but then it became like, did I like really, really, really damage myself? Like, yeah. was I actually really well liked and spent a whole lifetime thinking I was like. Or. That um, was a and, like, that was entirely like, fake. Why what if that was an entirely fake prom just to set you up? They filmed it all. That's Two what weeks I later, they have a real prom. I would love that. And they have a real prom, and they're like, everyone's at their table, like, so when are we going to get this movie out when we can just literally ah. show everyone we punked that I, asshole Greg Gethard? I would do anything for that to be the reality. You would. Would you be happier if that was the reality? Yes, that would make me happier because that would be like that would be like okay, how how I perceived my teenage self to actually be was actually that, and it was and it was even to the degree where people decided to years decades later collaborate to make a a prank movie at my expense. Will you go to uh, reunion twenty five? I don't think I would. Yeah. No. What if you went to Reunion 25 and everybody's like, oh, hey, Greg, whatever. <laughs> that would, But now that would bother me way more than being that. That would bother me way more than being liked at Reunion 20. Oh, Greg, is your dog who's named after me still alive? Real funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Uh, by the way, John, John Hoy just said that everyone in your class, Greg, is, is uh, everyone in your class right was now. in improv everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, yeah. That would well, be Greg. I, I have to tell you, that was a fantastic story. It that was fantastic. totally fits in. I gotta say, the thing about dollars. fantastic is unexpected, very unexpected. Yes, Greg. Yes, with it, now, with, there was heart in that story. I have to give you something that's completely expected. Now, the three of us have been talking about, and I think everybody in Philadelphia who likes music has been talking about XBN's um, 2020 oh, yeah. countdown. Now, of course, they played their the top 220 songs that people suggested love songs. 2020. 2020. Chip, you did a little research on your end, I believe, correct? With not so much research. I actually stumbled upon, I don't want to say I hacked into, but I stumbled upon, uh, you know, so they did the, uh, the 2020, you know, best songs of all time. Mm-hmm. I found the list. They also did a poll of the worst songs of all time. Yeah. Uh, so if you'd like, if you like me, I have like, I have like a dozen of them here. I'd love to want, hear them. I'd love to if you want to hear now these, and these are by pretty big artists, obviously like these are songs by pretty big artists that were on the list, mm-hmm. but just terrible, terrible songs from them. So I, some of them, I, I agree with some of them I disagree with, but the at XPN and you can go to the fine people at XPN and question them about this. These were th- apparently according to them, the worst songs of all time. So uh, the, one of one of them, and this is in no particular order. Um, but the Rolling Stones, of course, they were on there. Uh, they actually had uh, one of their worst songs uh, was the Rolling Stones' "Sympathy for Dabney Coleman." Oh my, that's wow. a bad song. 
it's a bad. Be, it's it's I've just about it. actor Dabby Coleman from nine to five, yeah. and it's just it's not a good. It doesn't have a good rhythm. I it doesn't. Thought that I liked when I heard that. I liked the experimental production of when they decided to do the the bongos from Symphony for the Devil, but on Dabney Coleman's bald head. Wow. Yes. But and he's yelling about it the whole time. Yeah. Just yeah. A little overproduced. The echoey effect, just not not really there for me. Yeah. Uh, from that same era, terrible, terrible song. Uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, Sweet Judy, Black Eyes. Oh, no. That one was much more violent. She was yeah, a boxer, term. right? She was. She was. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, this one just didn't have the same flair and the same emotional uh, weight of his other one. But Elton John, of course, you know, had a lot on the on the top. Terrible song from him. Elton John's uh, uh, Funeral for a Coworker's Aunt. It just because uh, yeah, you're you're there and you're like, why am I even here? I, I don't know them, but you know. It's I just, thought you it, were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say when you're talking about lack of emotion that it was gonna be called uh, "Not So Sweet Emotion" by Aerosmith. <laughs> yes, well, there's that one too. That one was awful, awful. Just it's just them. Just, again, Chip, uh, what was the title? What was the title of that one again? Uh, funeral for a coworker's aunt. <laughs> is that said terrible. to? The, is that terrible. said to the melody of Crocodile Rock? Uh. Yes, it is. And Bernie, Bernie Taupin just really just phoned it in for that one. Love it. Uh, uh, the Rolling Stones all made an they were twice on this list. I mean, how wow. great are the Rolling Stones? But they had some some real you know, bombs too. Uh, the Rolling Stones. I can't get no reception. Well, yeah, it was from, or from the early flip phone days. It was oh, one okay. of their later albums. Yeah, just trying to stay relevant, trying to stay relevant. Yeah, uh, there's uh, the Beach Boys. Mm -hmm. Science only knows. That was when Brian Wilson, you know, he's really, I mean, he was getting into the facts, but it was his atheist years. Yeah. Um, right. This this one, terrible song, but I think it has a good message. Elvis Costello, I'm sure we're all Elvis Costello fans, sure. of course, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, got love Elvis Costello. He had a couple stinkers, though, including uh, his song, What's So Funny About Peace, Love, and Seasons 7 through 9 of The Office. Whoa. Yeah. How much the late era? Late era Elvis. Late era. Late era, yeah. Um, this next one, really sad song. I mean, just so depressing. Peter Gabriel's sad hit, Give Up. <laughs> <laughs> is that what um it is that what um John Cusack's holding up in um Say Anything yes. Too? Yes, in, in the in the sequel that's not good when he's a when he's a teen when he when he's a, a werewolf boxer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whereas, I think it's when he's holding boxer. up he's holding up the boom box playing that with again, the, um, Chip. What was the name of that one? That one was uh, Peter Gabriel's hit, Give Up. Give Up. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, of course, there is uh, uh, the Beatles song, The Long and Winding Road. Mm -hmm. That's actually not a joke. It's just a, oh, God, it's just a, a bad song. song. It's, it's, just really, a, really it's not a good song. song. <laughs> it's just not a good song. By the way, uh, speaking of high school, that was my high school prom, my senior high school prom theme. Holy God. What a downer of a song. Just, wow. It's just... I have no idea why, and and it was again the popular kids who I hated. Like I, but by the way, I think Greg and I were very much in the same. I was, I think I was aware that I was fairly well liked in high school, but like liked by like the 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 unwashed masses, if you will. Like mm -hmm. I was not a popular kid by any stretch. And Louis like Poloy. right? And I was very anti the popular like i outwardly hated the popular oh. kids like load for and, and you have you were i saw a t-shirt you had a t-shirt says i hate popular kids in your high yes. school yearbook you were aware i did that was, that was a bit a bit much with Jeff. the two Maybe. black eyes yeah two black eyes and you know and and the opposite is true too because some of them i've met in later later in life and they're like really really nice people but i was just totally shitty to them just because you know screw them right but anyway the long and wide road they picked that song for whatever 
Um, okay, so getting back to the uh, the worst songs of all time, uh, Elton Elton John uh, again. Elton John, yeah, another one. Um, Elton John's "Big Old Dancer." <laughs> it's really offensive. It's it's all about body shaming, and I I don't think it's appropriate. I don't want to get into the. Lyrics. I don't like that. I don't like where he was going with that. I think yeah, no, it was just not. We've advanced as a society to we really have body images. Back then, though, back then they didn't really care about things like that. They just yeah. came out and said they it. They just sang it. Yeah, right. yeah. horrible. Right. Uh, you guys are both Smiths fans, is that correct? Yeah, well, yeah. Smiths. Uh, uh, you know, you guys know the song, the Smith song, How Soon Is Now? Mm-hmm. Big, you know, Familiar. big hit. Yeah. This was the follow-up, the much less uh, successful follow-up to How Soon Is Now called Are We There Yet? <laughs> uh, Johnny Marr Johnny Mar actually wrote that on, on a tour bus. He was very impatient. Right. He was very impatient. Right. Uh, uh, two more. Two more on the list that I, I love this, Chip. I, I actually had no idea these were around, but this is great. Yeah, these are, these are terrible. Um, uh, Janis Joplin. Her hit, I, it, I can't believe it even got on the charts, but apparently did terrible, terrible song in hindsight. Uh, Janis Joplin's song, Me and Bobby De Niro. Oh. It's just about how like familiar and friendly she is with Robert De Niro that she calls him Bobby. So it's just right. like, it's a whole song about me and Bobby just De Niro. Name, just blatant name dropping, not they're that not interesting. Like good enough. They're, like not, they're not like best friends, but she's good enough friends with him to call him Bobby. Bobby, right. yeah. Right. yeah. Right. We get yeah. it, we get it, yeah. Yeah. Freedom's just another word for, you know, I loved you in The Godfather 2. Yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, a terrible, terrible, terrible song. It's just, it just doesn't have the heart. Uh, REMs, it's mm -hmm. the end of the world as we know it, and my shoulder hurts. <laughs> it's yeah. literally just Michael Stipe complaining about yeah. The, the 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 shoulder you know he's, he's got a bump i think it's a rotator cuff and he's just right, right, he's right. complaining about it the whole time yeah Leonard Brezhnev, rotator cuff cuff yeah right chip that's great and see i love when you uncover these things and you, you dive deep you find out because you know they want to say it's all positive and they were really proud of their list or two it really felt like 22,000 songs to me it felt yeah. like it went on for a good year they were so proud of themselves. Now, Greg, if I'm not correct, they basically asked people to submit their favorite songs. That's how they built XBN's 2020 best songs, correct? That's my understanding as well. Um, right. I am not, I did not know about the countdown until it had started because I am not an XPN listener. Right. Um, I think, I think we'll probably be in the same, like, I appreciate the WX, I appreciate XPN is there. Yeah. listener supported station right but it's like anytime i listen to it i'm like oh cool a song i like you know and it'll be like an rem deep, yeah. deep pod like, oh cool you don't get to hear the pixies every day on the radio kind of thing and then and then it's like oh crap this is jazz like it was <laughs> right like oh no right or something like that or and or and then and then it, and then it's just nine hours of that right so I appreciate it, but there were some weird things on there that I was not expecting to be on XPN. Like there were like five Metallica songs. Yeah. And, and the yeah. thing is the, the, asking their listeners to, to basically program manage the list brings out the worst tendencies of the station because I'm not being an ageist because I'm a very old man myself, but it's just people in their fifties and they're like, Oh, what's the greatest song of all time? Oh, jungle land. No, boom, jungle land. And then right. it's like 500 people just like them. Oh, this Bob Dylan song, this Bob Dylan song, right. this Bob Dylan song. And it's great, but it turned the whole station into like a classic rock greatest hits, not even deep cuts. You right. know what I mean? So 
Do you know what? Do you know what song number two was? Yeah, it was. Oh God! Imagine. Can you imagine being oh. like? I didn't mean it like that, but can you just like just like talking to someone you know like at the bar? Just met them. Like, oh, what's your favorite song? You know, like yeah. I I don't know. I I'd go with like Blue Monday, right? Or maybe, maybe you know if I'm going like record store old man nerd, like God only knows, right? And then I'm like, oh, how about you? What's your favorite song? Imagine. And you'd be like. I'd be like, I'd be like, immediately I'd be like, all right, first of all, I don't know why I'm in Mount Airy this late at night. <laughs> You're working at the co-op, Greg. That's why. Right. So Jeff, I have a question for you. Yeah, I love now, questions. One of my favorite things about all your podcast endeavors is the refrigerator magnet uh, back into your right. Yes. FMW 106.3, alternative rock from down the Jersey Shore. Yep. Here's my question for you and Chip as well, even though you were not in the 106.3. Uh, I was not in, in the uh, zone. I, I wasn't either, you know, can only hear it going down the shore. Jeff, think of 1991. Okay. 106.3 is doing their listener 2020 countdown. Yeah. What would be the 138th song? <laughs> I will go with probably Green Cells Gray off of oh. Godfather, right? I would, That's or maybe kill your television. Yeah, kill your yeah. television. Right. Yeah, I, I. That's a. I would probably maybe even say that might be a little higher. I'm personally. I'd say it'd have to be higher. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Godfather is an all-time banger of an album. Such a me. great album. I think that's yeah. right around that era too. Ninety, ninety-one. Um, Shockingly, no lasting influence of double bass players and bands after that. Chip, this band literally had two bass players, and you could hear it like it was such a bass tone heavy deep album and it was great that yeah. I, I mean just that, that that's that's all i need right. well, the thing was i mean i this is like one of those things that's why i think like i bust on wxpn so much and i think they really do need to bring in some younger blood because they really they're almost going to pivot now to this classic rock oh people love cl this whole classic rock thing let's just keep going there let's just have dylan sundays and you know like i know bruce Bruce Juice all day long. I don't know. I don't mean, but HTG, when I was a, a high school kid, it literally helped form my musical taste. Chip, the one thing you say about me is I have exquisite musical taste. I right? say it every day. Every day. And it's because of HTG and because yeah. I had two older friends who gave me tapes of punk rock bands and said, go to City Gardens. And they're the two reasons. Right. Jeff, yeah. my favorite thing you may have ever wrote, written, wrote on twitter under the at used Griggs handle was i wish i loved anything in my life <laughs> as much as xpn loves war on drugs <laughs> i got to the point greg where i honestly thought one of the guys in war on drugs like had dave davies's child uh at just Ransom. maybe had some pull at the station like literally was like i don't know I yeah, it's, I mean, they, you know, they're a Philly band, they're whatever, but, you know, that's fine. I, it's fine. I know that the War on Drugs is fine. for me. It's for yes. me. It's, for, it's definitely for you. And I but. don't dislike them by yep. any stretch. I do not dislike War on Drugs. And I can put an album on and I can be like, this is pleasant. But I've never listened to an album of theirs and picked out a song and be like, oh my God, this is a great song. Like, it just... It's they're they're good. They're fine. They're just and people love them. And I don't I don't get what all the, the hoopla is about. I right. think they're 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 just fine band. They're a good band. 
Do you guys, um, either of you guys, comic book guys? I was as a kid. All right, then, then, I, I was a Mad Magazine kid. All right, but then you you should be fine. Back in the days, I found this list. I was going through. Back in the days, Marvel and DC would put out like special in uh, crossovers, crossovers, but they would also put out weird ones like Superman versus Muhammad Ali, just to kind of like tie right. into the zeitgeist, right? So I found out that there were these uh, Battle for Christmas comic books. They had All right. Battle for Christmas again, just trying to tie into the zeitgeist. One I found, it was issue zero, uh, zero 03, Battle for Christmas, DC, Superman versus Burl Ives. Oh, <laughs> that was a, that's a, that is a Totally unexpected, of- great cover. Um, it didn't end well for Burl Ives. It was- I would assume uh, not. Ugh, poor there guy. There was, uh, Chip, I found issue 32, The Grinch versus Santa's Helper's Elf Destructive Behavior. <laughs> Like who knew these were existed, right? No, I d- I did not know that. That's got to be a collector's item. Now you guys, you probably, if you're fans of comic books back in those days, DC had a thing called the Justice League. Yeah. Wow. Again, America. this was Justice League type thing, Battle for Christmas, but it was called, oh boy, the Just Ice League. And um. Oh Jeff. I guess. Oh Jeff. No, I d- just let me get it's okay, the Just I Ice League, and it was members. It was Snow Miser. Santa Claus, Yukon Cornelius, the Abominable Snowman, Jack Frost, British talk show host David Frost, <laughs> Vanilla Ice, Canadian rapper Snow, and retired Sixers point guard Eric Snow, all members of the Just Ice League. Again, I'd, just trying to tie into that zeitgeist of Christmas. And I'd read it. I'd Eric, read that. Eric Snow's role in that issue was um, he's like the backup member. Right. In case they can come in when everyone else is tired. Right. Let's say British talk show host David Frost, a little older at the time, just right. like tapped out. And then Eric came in and yeah. battled one of the bad guys. Yeah. Again, Frost, guys, Battle for Christmas. That was an old one. Yeah. Uh, oh, here's one. Issue 432 Bloody the Elf versus oh. Santa Claus. Okay. Bloody All right. the Elf versus Santa. They actually ran out of red ink during this issue because it was so damn bloody. Wow. Bloody comic they book. both died. They now, was that both. during the big ink shortage of 78? And then the last one, this did not sell well at all. People were not happy, but issue 135, the death of Kevin McAllister. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I like that. Re, I like that reversion. I think there should be a home alone rewrite or where they kill Kevin. <laughs> He's just like found in like. It's, it's literally Greg. I think you might've read this because the description was, um, the wet bandits, the wet bandits get a little bit better at their job. Right. Like, Kevin McAllister found dead in a basement. <laughs> like I imagine like in, in Home Alone, in this version of Home Alone, like he swings those pink hands at him and they just step aside right. and shoot him. Just <laughs> like you know, it'd be even like sadder if it was like if the wet bandits didn't even show up, he just died of like it was like Starvation. carbon monoxide leak or yeah exposure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He went outside to 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 make a trap and he get locks himself out and he just yeah. dies of exposure in his <laughs> giant Chicago a, suburban trapped lawn. in a bear trap of his own backyard. Yeah. So he's like, just like he's just like sitting there frozen, uh, like the end yeah. of shining. Yeah, just shining. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, your list of comic books made sprang in my mind. I don't know why I'm bring why this came into my memory bank. 
but this is a real comic book that existed that I'm about to tell you guys about that I owned. It was put out by Marvel and it was called NFL Super Pro. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess they had like some kind of marketing deal with the uh, National Football League. And um, the, the superhero in question, his name was NFL Super Pro. I love it. And his origin, the first issue is his origin tale is uh, he was, uh, um, and I believe he may have, um, he was a quarterback who may have been recuperating from a, a, a leg injury of some kind. And he was in the film room. And then uh, the film, something happened with the film. It was like a weird type of film. And um, it like uh, poisoned him, but didn't poison him. It made him a superhero. Yeah, super pro. Sure. Yeah, super that's, pro. What, that's how it happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, he went on to um, try and uh, find, um, uh, break up a uh, illegal steroids ring. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love I'm some in, good I'm weird in. comic book. I'm sold. You're yeah. sold. I yeah. saw um I saw the uh, uh copy of NFL Super Pro number one selling on eBay for forty five thousand dollars. <laughs> can I can I be, uh, be honest with you? Uh besides Mad Magazine, yeah, I literally have never read a comic <laughs> book in my life. I thought you were gonna say you've never read a magazine. <laughs> yes, never read anything besides Mad. You never even tried to do like maybe Jeff did it, but you try. I tried to do that thing where I pretended to be an adult into adult graphic novels. Yeah, and I realized like, oh yeah, this is kind of like, like I'm like, oh yeah, Ghost World's like I saw, I like that movie. Oh, this comic, Dan Dale Close is good. And then I tried to do like the other recommend ones. I'm like, what am I doing? No, my, so super, my former every, roommate. Every graphic novel ends so super depressingly. You're like, oh good lord. Right. Yeah. Read the Watchmen. Sure. Yeah. That's it. Right. That was the one that I almost read. My former roommate, comedian, friend of the show, former guest David James is a big old nerd. Yeah. And he had the Watchmen and he had a bunch of graphic novels and they were always sitting there. I could have read them and I just I never picked them up. Right. Guys, we're at uh we're at the one thirty mark, hour okay. thirty. We got to uh wrap this up. But Chip, something's coming up. Yeah, it is. You know what that means, Greg? No, please it's time. You would tell, tell him, tell him, Jeff, tell him what That's, time uh, it is. we're up to pet talk, uh, it's guys, pet, talk. pet chat, pet talk with the, uh, with the guys. Oh my God. Is that one of my favorite oh, dogs who Zelda. I met? Look at Zelda, that sweet pupper. Zelda slept Please. in my bed a couple of nights. Oh. See, that's, that's happened. Zelda prevented you from sleeping in your bed. I thought like made you sleep on the couch. <laughs> the time you emergency watched her for us. Yeah, it was great. I loved it though. Love yeah. a big dog. Love a big dog. Love Zelda. Love Zelda. Guys, um, we have Chip and Jeff, you know, now we, we've, we've kind of went into a, uh, we sell some t-shirts and one of our first things we're like, what do the masses want? What do people, what are they clamoring for? And we figured out that people have dogs that love to eat carrots. I mean, that's just, everyone knows that. Duh. Obviously. Obviously. And who calls them carrots, right? Nobody. Like, if Nobody. you really love your dog and Chip and Kim and their beautiful dog Stanley, rest in peace. Love nothing more than a big bowl of orange crun- orange crunchers. Yeah, and we said not only me calling them orange crunchers, not only my family, families around the globe calling them orange crunchers. Right now we have a T-shirt. I don't know if you can see that right there. There it is. It looks perfect. There it is. Yeah, orange crunchers. Orange crunchers T-shirt you, you now can get available. Orange crunchers on a mug, on a tote bag, on a T-shirt, magnet shirt. Picture you walking around town. I might be over, but that's what I want. Right. Yeah. Different colors. That's the thing. And, you know, it could be something like, 
maybe hipsters get into orange crunchers, right? I like think maybe so. it's just not dogs. Maybe for your it's eyes. Like the new things. Hey, what are you drinking? I have a PRB. What are you having with it? Some orange crunchers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. I think yeah, we're starting to trend. I think you confused PBR with the Princeton radio station that uh, John Solomon works at. Hold it. What is the what is the beer called? Is that PBR? PBR. PBR. And John works at PRB. PRB. John yeah. works at Princeton Blue Ribbon. Yes. <laughs> right. right. Princeton Blue Rhythm Station. And I guess on Christmas, he's having his 25 hour. 25. 30 second, 25 hour from his kitchen table. So we yeah. have to uh, have to tune have to in to that. Yeah, so, yeah, let, let's let's that. give him a plug. Where can we find that? Just but so the, we know. You w- just go to WPRB. Yeah, go to WPRB. And he starts. He usually starts what around probably around dinner time on Christmas Eve. Christmas right after Eve. dinner. Yeah, yeah. yeah dinner time, Christmas Eve. He goes for 25 hours. And I I found some of my favorite Christmas songs that I never knew about. But I've learned in the last couple of years through John Solomon. There you go. Uh, Lowe's, uh, Just Like Christmas, one Good of my one. favorite Christmas songs, too. Heard that at about three in the morning on Christmas Eve one night. Greg, uh, we're, I'm sorry. Oh, we're, we're wrapping oh, okay. up soon. Go. Yeah. I, Do don't want, have... I don't want your guys' streaming uh, bills to go high. Yeah, this is right now. This, this, is, this actual podcast right now is costing us $5,000. Yep. Greg, anything you want to promote? Anything coming up? Like, what are you well, just doing? Just sell your copy of NFL Super Pro, and uh, <laughs> that is true. That is true. Greg, we can find you at hard I, I times. Got correct. I've, I've hit a big creative rut. Big... Oh yeah, I do have some hard times articles, uh, and I also have um, uh, five more, uh, five backlogged ones that I I, I I hit a creative wall, guys. I'm not going to lie. It happens. Pandemic pandemic's got me down. It's I, tough. I, I, it's I tough for everybody. I mean, yeah, I, Jeff I, and I have been thriving. We've each written three novels, but you know, if you're not doing great, that's fine. Whatever. Right. I can't find the okay. I can't find the words for um because Hard Times is a new sub website, Hard Money, which is like a fake CNBC. Uh-huh. Perfect for me. Yeah. And I just can't I can't find the words in me to write the article, how to honestly talk down to your wife about money. <laughs> so it's coming at some point. It's been four months. So yeah, I got you. Yeah. But yeah, you can find me there. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll be funny again. I'm, who knows? I'm, You're always funny, Greg. Mike Oswald, that's who I was honest with. <laughs> Chip, what about you, buddy? Just at Chip Chantry uh, everywhere uh, you can find me. And uh, the one thing I, I do want to say is I'm not going to plug something of mine. I'm going to plug something of uh, a family member of mine. Besides the yeah. Orange Crunchers, which, which Jeff, thank you so much for sure. putting together, putting the, uh, put, put, putting the, the paint, to the canvas, if yeah. you will, because I don't, I don't know how to make visual things. So thank you for doing that. Uh, but I would love to uh, promote a, a little video that my brother made. My baby brother made a video called Holiday Life During Quarantine. What Ooh. Life During Quarantine. And it's to the tune of Life During Wartime by the Talking Heads. And my brother recorded, recorded all the tracks with our friend Mark Teague. And I wrote some of the lyrics. And uh, it's, it's a fun video that he and his niece and ne- my niece and nephew are in. And uh, check it out on YouTube. You can see it on my Facebook page and my Twitter page. And uh, he, he I have one up. one nitpick, Chip. You said yes. your baby brother. I went to the video. He's a full grown man. I was expecting a very a precocious baby. baby. He, he is. Baby. I, I will say that he yes, he does look mature for his age. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. How about you, Jeff? No, absolutely nothing. No, I have abs- absolutely, as always, nothing going on. I think I'm going to finish project under my kitchen sink, putting in a uh, finishing the subfloor. Oh, Maybe I'll post some photos about wow. that. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, besides That's... that, not a lot going on. Yeah. 
That's but I do want to wish our, um, our amazing audience, friends, everybody who participates in the show, everybody who's participated in our dumb uh, endeavors and adventures these past few months. We really appreciate it. Yes. It was really awesome. And um, it was really nice of you all. Helped a lot of people. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. also, thank, I mean, me and Alana, we, the, the, when this thing got really, really bad and trying, you know, like we always, we, we made, we cut out time to watch you at, at, at the porch at Belmar. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, and, and you just ranting and raving with like neighborhood kids up there sitting on the porch. Your dog ran away and then you found her. Alana, that was one of the most stressful nights. Yeah, that was my. How uh, are your dogs doing? They're awesome. They're, they're, they're two insanely crazy rescue dogs who are still can't believe they're like in a house where they get to do anything they want Wasn't your dog found in a pizza shop mm -hmm. yeah sweet, that's outstanding sweet baby star during one of my porch podcasts escaped during a rainstorm walked in ran five blocks away sought um coverage whatever um haven in a pizza place and they called and they said i think we have your dog and I went and rescued my sweet, and she's such a sweet baby girl. And then I went back and gave them $50 for taking care uh, of my, my and, and bought two pizzas. I do have something to plug. Can I, can I? Yes. Quick? No, I think we're actually out of time. Thank out you, out. Uh, Jeff. Oh, 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 okay. Maybe, maybe no, just. Um, my big, my big news is coming up is on Tuesday, the 22nd, I'm going to be going from Invisalign size eight mm -hmm. to Invisalign size nine. Holy Give crap. A round of applause, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Are you going to update your high school, uh, high school notes section of their uh, website? I think you yep. should. Yep. Yep. So, Mr. I'm even just going to go more popular since my, my teeth are going to be straight. Yeah. Finally doing it, guys. I, you have to go to your high school. Uh, can we third. come? Could we? Could Jeff and I come with you if you go to yes. your 25th? Okay. Yeah. And, uh, where's your wife? Uh, uh, no, but I brought my friends. Uh, <laughs> uh, they, oh, wait, uh, you think together. that's wait, you think that's a joke, but I did go to my fifth year. My I, I went to like fifth and 10th or something like that. But my fifth year, you know, we're just out of college, basically. And it was just at a bar, maybe the boathouse. In, it was in Kunchakan, the boathouse of the Great American Pub. And they rented out a back room. And I, I again, I was very angsty still and just very anti people in my high school class and i got drunk and i was going to be crashing with some of my fraternity brothers who lived in country Hawken. so i just told them to show up to the bar and i'll hang out with them later and then i just snuck them into the section of the bar <laughs> where our high school reunion was so it was just me and my fraternity brothers and they were drinking for free at the bar nice. they, you know because it was open bar and uh, they ended up getting kicked out and it was a whole big thing and then i almost got kicked out of my fifth uh, fifth high Holy school reunion shit that's very unlike you i know you're I'm usually a rule follower. Yeah, just trying to impress your your frat bros. That's what the, it is. The adjectives that come come to mind to describe Chip Chantry in high school, I would use are obedient, <laughs> compliance, that's um, submissive. That's a good one. Frisbee, yeah. right? Frisbee. All, all of those work. Boy, right. you uh, you you didn't say uh, you didn't say theater or musicals, which I thought was right. was interesting. Ultimate. Ultimate. <laughs> Ultimate. All right, guys, this is the part where we all wave and I play the uh, Junk Miles theme. Good night, Alana. Thanks for joining us, Greg. Thank as you always. guys so much for Happy uh, Hanukkah. Happy Zelda. Greg, thank you so much. All right, here we go, guys. Thank you.